I think we need to say a hello. Hello. No, like after the. We'll, we'll do it and we'll say hello. Jerry Bantard, coming at you with chorus reverb, a little bit too much feedback. So I've turned it down from the National Popular Awards in Connecticut. <laughs> from our special. Attendance to. Yeah. Um, including the, uh, the organisers. Yeah. We were the organisers. We're the uh, yeah, Connecticut. Unfortunately, we couldn't quite get the funds to make it to Colorado or to more than anyone in Colorado where we were planning this event, but nevertheless, here you are. And we're here today, today to discuss what makes great compost. Because we feel that this is a subject close to the heart of many people in the surrounding area. How did we decide it? I can't, I'm at the silage. <laughs> so, um, we were talking about, so you got me a present. Oh right, so, 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 well, hops. Uh, grow your own hops, people. I used to live near a, a, a lot of hops, hopping around. And for those that don't know what hops are, they're used to flavour up beer. Um, and they're related to cannabis plants, actually. Quite a close re um, relative. Um, which I guess is why they stink to high heaven, but they don't give you the same effect as certain illegal substances. Well, not illegal, because we're in America, right? But, yeah. Um, it tends to come around as one of those states that allows it. I can't remember. Right, okay, so I bought him hops and Lewis has a reputation with plants. He once had a glass with um with a ball of moss in it that he managed to kill. Several. Yeah, several balls of moss. I'm sorry to say folks. All the requirements of moss certainly stands at eight. And there might be currently a desiccated <laughs> Corpse of a hospital <laughs> sitting at oh, the other residence. Like, all they eat. Christmas, you oh, go yeah. away and the water evaporates slowly and you think, oh, I should top that up. Okay. Okay. Go. Yeah. It's such a rush packing that top up my hospital never comes <laughs> high enough for my to do this for me to actually learn to do it and then the water just goes. So I'm not, I'm not optimistic, but nevertheless it got us onto the subject of great compost. So the reason for that is I was debating, I don't know what to do with my hops. Once I'm home, seeing how I'm not really good at craft beer. And it was suggested to me that they make for very good compost, but I refused to grow something just for the sake of mulching it back down again. Um, and then we decided, in case that wasn't a good enough subject, that we would uh, check a random word generator online to see, you know. We decided that if it's going to come up with anything related to compost out of the entire English dictionary, then it's a sign from God, and that we would convert and Bow. start. Start. Batman. Yeah. Okay. Could be a sign from <laughs> Yeah, okay. Batman or God. Yeah. Um, either way, we would commit ourselves to those religions and start with a conversation about compost. The three words that came up, I did three words. Pat, which doesn't really, it's not really relevant, but then close to peat. It was close to peat, I suppose, yeah. Um, and then it came up with decay and mud, so there we go. Um, sign from God, irrefutably. And here we are talking about compost. So what makes a great compost? We know hops do. Hops do. Um, so my dad always used to 
My dad's a gardener. Working on a lot of large estates occasionally. And by estates, I don't mean housing estates because they don't generally need gardeners for all the scrubs I have. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, and they often, well, they had a lot of horse manure because they were stables. Yeah. And most of the horse manure and the silage from the field came off when on the manure heap. And that manure went directly onto these potatoes every year. And my God, those potatoes were so creamy. Yeah. Yeah. A creamy horse tone. No, you don't get the horse <laughs> tone. I mean, you tend to wash that off. Well, well horse you, manure. Well, I mean, yeah, from a scientific point of view, you've got your, you've got your group and your control. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they one, of them, one of them was infected with horse shite, one of them was not. And one of them was creamy enough because of the horse shine. So I'm not saying they are the creamiest potatoes I've ever had. Right. Um, right. And it's well known to me. Have you seen about this village in China? No. That's pretty much entirely um, self-dependent. Like the, the um, nutrient cycle mm. is basically all the people. Like, all the people in the village uh, defecate oh, no. into. It's basically like a communal pit or an area. Into and then they do keep that for a while and then put that directly onto the vegetable patch from the animals and everything as well to fertilize the crops and then eat those crops after they've washed them. And it is just this cycle in the village, all the waste go you I mean, it can't be 100% efficient, right? No, so you think if it was like this perfect model yeah. of nutrient transfer, then eventually there'll be a net loss and the community would decrease in number or get sicker. If it was, yeah, so there must be some sort of net input of shit there. Mm. Um, but I mean, then it, the problem is just they've been living this way for at least a couple of hundred years, probably longer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and hell, we might have to go back to that green movement and all going out and pulling well, no, because uh, veg beds. I heard recently that there was a, um, there's an article that suggested that because of um, topsoil erosion, even, even decent methods of farming don't um, preserve the topsoil enough, even if mm. you rotate the crop fields and all that sort of really? thing. Wow. Leave them so there is apparently, according to some estimates, only a hundred harvests harvests left. It's the end of days, folks. End of days. Get get praying to whatever God told us about compost. Get praying to Batman. Do Batman. it. <laughs> oh dude, you don't want to listen to our podcast enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did we mention Batman before? Batman. Batman. Yeah. Okay. Um, just me then. I follow the church. Yeah, I've seen soil erosion. A lot of people don't realise this. It's sort of the hidden crisis of our age. There's such a talk on global warming, global warming, global warming. And Brexit. And Brexit. 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 Bless you. That soil erosion and inputs and nutrients to the soil is just as you and confounds both of those problems. I mean, a we're going to have to try and. I suppose we don't want to fertilise it in what's like. And that might be worth looking at. Do I mean how what sort of effect would Brexit have on fertiliser intake and usage? Yeah. And also farming regulations we produce enough here. And also a lot large production of CO2 uh, by proportion is from the farming industry and fertilisation. So yeah, soils. It, it's all like a three-pronged problem, maybe not so much. Brexit, but it has <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, is very small on the skin. But breakfast does quite great. Wow, yeah. So I think I wonder if they get creamy when they put horse poo on them. I bet they do. Yeah. yeah. 
You should try it in the morning. Mm. No, poop porridge. Quaker, that is a, it is a Christian religion, isn't it? Quakerism. It's like, it's another friend's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they're very progressive. Yeah, so, so maybe we should. Um, I kind of would, if I were going when to. Run out of and Quakers. Yeah, so that we can have free porridge. I mean, they were, they were um, campaigning for things like equal rights for women, votes for women, like hundreds of years. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. And the, I mean, Quakers were in, in the American slavery movement. They, yeah. they were mining towns, mostly Quaker related, um, and, um, in the um, 18th century, mm. okay. that were um, campaigning for equal rights for black people in America. Right. I, I, I didn't even know that. Mm. If you look at the history of Quakers, they're incredibly progressive. Oh, religion. Really yeah. yeah, look it up. You'll find it very really interesting. It's just a few right. pieces yeah. of There's some stories that, you know, it compared to, I'm not that I'm not trying to say other religions aren't necessarily progressive. I mean, you're going to have to. Uh, maybe well, it's going to be a step. But I mean, yeah. if you look at the a current known problem with the Christian uh, church at the minute, is even allowing women priests. Quakers have allowed that for 300 years. For them, they were just like, yeah, that's obvious. But, I mean, maybe they don't. Maybe they allow women because, you know. Their meetings have got to be silent, haven't they? So mm-hmm. you turn up, and, you, know, <laughs> and you, you, you turn up as a woman in a priest outfit, and, and people go, they can't tell. And you can see they're like three months inside the, the, the hatred for the, um, you know, status quo changing is uh, is paramount, but they can't say anything, so they don't. And uh, maybe, maybe that is the hope. Maybe that is the cause. Of, you know, that's what drives progression: silence and people turning up to. <laughs> so, if you want to allow people to wear pink spandex in church, mm. you should turn up to one day in church entirely pink spandex and start stressing around. <laughs> Why they can in church? <laughs> do you have to remember to? I don't know. To, I don't know. Because different, different. Um, I've only ever met one way to do it. Um, I don't know. They they have a lot of tradition. So you know, uh, bring chairs as well. Oh yeah, that potluck. Oh, um, the, the, the American potluck tradition is really a Quaker tradition. Okay, fine. Um, where generally people get oh, inside. Yeah, yeah. I thought we'd be engaging on topic here. Well, I was just about to say that, like, you know, this, um, mm. this, just, this just proves how available compost is. <laughs> it's <laughs> not really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've already established in the first five minutes or ten minutes that, um, you know, the earth is doomed, regardless of farming. Or gardening um, practices. It doesn't matter if we shit in our to hundred percent efficiency. It's or shit in our back gardens or not. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's it. Maybe we need to improve compost. The way forward is improving our soils. Now, my background is probably a bit more. I would say we do it with bacteria. Well, I was hoping you'd get onto something because I don't know much about that. Obviously, you're a font of knowledge for the old, the old germs. I about font. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Sort of, so how, how about one of those, um, you're, you're one of those like ineffectual but quite nice to look at water features from ground force? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's what I feel like in my job. I do know a person who works at Plant is a plant okay. um, I probably shouldn't be saying So he works for a company that he, he's, he's, so he managed, he told me he came up with a soil recipe just for <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. yeah, I went to go and visit him. Um, so he works at a company that are using a technique, a genetic technique, to 
um, alter bananas and uh, coffee beans. So bananas require to make them resistant to pathogens because all the current banana species are basically a clone yeah. and they're going to be dying out. Mm. And it's, it's only a single gene edit. Now the problem is, and coffee beans don't like the free. Now the problem is, if you have any remnant of traditional techniques to change these plants, um, then they are genetically modified organisms by law. Yeah. And you won't touch them. However, they come out with a technique to make these changes, but the effect, uh, the, the effect of it does that doesn't hang around. Okay. So then you get these altered so plants. So you can then cross and yeah. So right. it's no longer GMO. It's a natural change that could have occurred had it been. Uh, okay. Mm. So how did you actually go? Like mutagen or something? Um, CRISPR. Um, <laughs> without going into too much detail. Yeah. Needs to be a science podcast. Um, there's, there's more to it than that. I don't know the But he managed to come up with a soil recipe because that's one of it, you know, um, with banana plants, there's certain soil recipes that will allow these pretty sickly things when you first create them to start growing. Yeah. He managed to find one that makes banana plants grow like the green giant. <laughs> and he's actually got a, not one of the regular non uh, engineered banana plant on his windowsill. In one of these soil recipes that he came up with. It's just on a windowsill and it's, it's booming. I tell you, I've never seen people like, oh yeah, that's my banana tree. It's like, dude, do you just have it in a window? Like, this is a, a, um, a window, not even like facing a particular position of sun. Um, and I don't know if he's, what magic he's done to it. He has a bit of a magic touch. This guy is like Mr. Mushroom. Do you get what I mean? Um, he's got like. Did you mean that? Um, uh, was that was no, yeah, so I worked with him. And right. then I occasionally go to, he'd like them a lot actually. He I makes mean, what, what is he doing there? Like, why is he like, you know, running conferences and stuff? Because if he can solve bananas. I just think he just doesn't really give a fuck. He's such a laid back guy. I don't want really to go on and on about this guy. He's been like Newton. It just came up with a soil recipe that's particularly good at growing bananas. It's probably shit at everything. At least, good for the involved industry. Yeah, I don't know, maybe they're planning to scale so up. by some bloke from South and Walden. Yeah, oh, Norwich. He lives in Norwich. Winder. Okay, yeah. Norwich is a shit old Winder. Um, <clears throat> sorry, people. Sorry, Winder, yeah. <laughs> I think you'd agree with me. Um, yeah, so I was just pleasantly surprised to see that he was cultivating a banana plant, whether it would actually give him any fruit or not. And it might be a variant that grows at lower temperatures and okay. yeah. less sun. But oh, yeah, I thought that was very cool. So, um, compost isn't the answer. Well, it would be tough to manufacture on scale. You'd need to put back nutrients on a large scale to. Um, the resident soil, and I mean, one way to do that. So is to uh, engineer bacteria. Yeah, I would say there's certainly some gains to be made in soil bacteria species. Okay. Again, without going into too much detail. Let's do it. Um, what, what, what bacteria? The problem is we what don't bacteria? understand communities. Okay. So you can engineer something to have a particular effect, but you've got to think of this in a systems level. You're then bunging that thing in there with all the other billions of bacteria that are already in the soil doing their shit. Yeah. Why is that one going to survive? There's natural gene tracks that are still... Yeah, yeah exactly. Natural, I mean, bio-control, I and mean, this is 
still developing technology in some areas. Yeah, so it's just going so to like, get, get diluted out. There's a lot of good ideas in gains that could be made for like community engineering of bacteria votes. It's actually only something that people have started looking into the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, another thing, and um, yeah, this is this quite relevant. Um, there are plans to uh, modify bacteria that will consume landfill. Mm. Um, and that seems to be the only feasible solution to those problems. And, yeah. that, and that would like write it down and, and create you know, I, organic matter. I totally agree. I think the bioeconomy, one of the reasons I like it, is that it's this way of sort of restoring uh, this sort of natural cycle, but sort of creating a cycle back where humans are necessarily distorted. Uh, so uh, processes that aren't ecologically sound. Mm. And of course, you know, if you leave it to natural evolution, or if you leave it to say a free market, if you call natural evolution, or mass extinction. It's going to write itself, yeah. Um, but it, in the absence of the time scales involved of it writing itself naturally, with something happening to evolve that can eat plastic, which there are bacteria, oh, there are, but they're not efficient and they're not prevalent. Yeah. Then you have to create that arrow, yeah, it, yeah, to try and get the but cycle. You, you've got the same problem as the soil bacteria. You've still got a community. Yeah. You're still bacteria. Yeah. But then the more arrow can beat it. So it's, yeah. it's a broader problem. In terms of how you sort of approach it, I guess you could like spray it and treat it and then keep on treating, mm. but then that would generate CO2. So, without getting into much, why bother? <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole idea of green gene transfer and then you're releasing GMOs into the air, people are going to hate it. Oh, like, fuck them. So, you wouldn't do it in Europe, you'd only be able to get away with potentially in America not happening to spraying that. fields of GMO bacteria. What would like half of newspapers say? <laughs> No, no, I'm taking it away from you once. The rednecks here in Colorado are like, It's poisoning our air, it's a government conspiracy. I mean, it's just more chemtrails. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this time they're actually saying, Yeah, we're yeah. spraying genetically modified bacteria all over the place, right in your backyard. Yeah, fine. Um, I'm all for it. It's, and then, um, I forget where I was going. On top of this, like you said, there's potentially aspects of mutation, gene transfer. Yeah, it's, it's not really workable. No, yeah. it's workable in labs. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it works in the lab. This is, I didn't realise compost is going to be such a scientifically heavy oh, and dull... It, it, dull it's a compost, I thought germs, germs, we're sorry, folks, that this has not been more of a comedy podcast like we are before. Well, this is more like what, the, what we're talking about, which is the whole point of doing this podcast. Sometimes you get the banter, sometimes you get the Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. And no, I'd like to reiterate to a lot of people that have asked me, there is no official affiliation between this podcast and Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> a lot of people have asked you. Yeah, they have. How many is a lot? Five. Two? <laughs> five, 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 people, five. five people. I don't think I've told five people about this podcast. Well, you're not doing your own part of the month, then, are you? I, I, I agree. I apologise. I'm sorry. Step up your game, mate. I'm sorry. So, uh, what kind of soil are you in? There's succulents and cacti growing. They are in um, home base, uh, some sort of 
composting and mulling. Thinking about it. General purpose. Another link to compost. Yeah. I do know quite a bit about compost. <laughs> because my dad's a gardener, I'm having to pick up compost a lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Compost is a thing I kind of know about. So, Good. do you know about the. So, back to Norwich. No. The John Linus Centre. Yes. You're right. So, it's an agricultural research centre. This is where the guy I was talking about previously okay. originally studied. Oh, so that's why he knows quite a bit okay. about yeah. Okay. compost. Yeah. Yeah. John in the centre for the world is home for compost number one. It is, it's, right. the, it's the, it's the home of, so there are specific compost brands yeah. that work particularly well and developed in uh, just around the First World War, 1910, yeah. 1920, for the effective improved. Well, they didn't seem to have produced in there, yeah. But they came up with different variations that had. Uh, benefit of plants allowed uh, nutrient transfer and standardised mm. it. And actually, this right. was the scientification of soil. Okay. And that's why when you even go to the gardens in the States, you see GICA, GICB. Okay. It's John the Centre. Uh, they still right. hold the patterns in the original recipes right. okay. on yeah. their soil recipes that are shipped all over the world. So now you know it. You want like a compost. You compost go to Norwich. Norwich. And there's people around Norwich that can make wheat bread compost if you want your bananas. Get out there, find them. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something about one of us because I made that joke. If that happens, then we can just go. Do 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 do. We should be a sound effect, but I forgot. We, we haven't used that before. That. Oh, I can't. There's, there's, there's a sound for someone that goes. Do 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 do. I forgot why. Do 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 do. Yeah, it's literally that. Okay. Well, that was good enough for sample. Is it time? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got four. Was it? Twenty minutes in, so that's time for letters. I've got some letters. Okay, don't play letters. <laughs> Quiet, wasn't it? Do you want to turn that one? No. Dear Mr. Birchman, um, you owe Tesco Bank twelve pounds. How do you feel about that? Bingo. Still a bit One and two. Look at this. One and two. A key. <laughs> and my pin code is 8th of January 2019. Now you know, folks. Yeah, um, I thought I'd pay it back on hand, so I had to quit for a late payment fee. Damn. I've got, I've got more letters. Got more letters. What were you late paying? I don't even know. I thought I'd pay it off, that's the point. I bet it was a 1p debt from <laughs> uh, an orange or something there, but... Okay, I've got another letter. The man will always hunt you down. Uh, so, this is um, from a different bank. Um, for legal reasons, I'll call it NatWest. <laughs> um, basically... Um, not, not affiliated with the well-known NatWest. This is just that's it's Nat a purely... Uh, it's NatWest. NatWest. Nat, no, it's N-A-T-W-E-S-T. Yeah, but not affiliated to the NatWest that people know. This, that's just uh, a name that we've come up with to protect the national companies. National Westminster Bank PLC, registered in England in Wales, 99027. I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, it's very affiliated with that exact NatWest. Okay, well, I was trying to say this in the legal trouble, but I want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I make no, 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 this whole podcast is Try to see how far we can push the envelope before we get sued. <laughs> you want to sue us? Come fucking make our day! Okay, so, um, 
you know, in case now they're listening, um, I left them for purely personal reasons and nothing at all a reflection of the quality of the bank itself. Did you send them a picture of your genitals? I did not. I did not. You, that would have been Left out sure. the uncommon banking etiquette. Uh, well, maybe they should see me then. If they want that, that photo, I'll gladly give them if they give me a legal precedent for doing so. Anyway, uh, this letter says that um, he left a while ago. No, I left a while ago. I'd forgotten all about it. And the parents said when they come with them, they're asking, do I still need it? Uh, yours is no. Um, so can I so to if we don't hear from you, my last man's going to close your account. I haven't got that. No, that's, uh, that's job done. Um, no, but the hotel California, though. Yeah. Right. Uh, is there a NatWest in California, do you think? Uh, National Westminster Bank, also. So, probably not for this. It's probably a NatCol. <laughs> National Coal Rally. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I think that's the problem about the country, actually, that there's not as much uh, competition for banks. Other countries have a lot of smaller... Well, they're more. Yeah. Oh. Smaller localised banks. We seem to get away with just having the large components because it's expensive to keep it around. Yeah. So Italy, especially, has lots and lots of little local banks. They don't need banks. They've got no money left. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons they don't have part of the problem. <laughs> we have more. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. I just want to say, in 2008, we made a video, it's still available on YouTube, where um, Lewis just laughed at Northern Rock. Just yeah. in case anyone wants to see that, he answered that. That's um, yeah, that's uh, still We also made other videos dancing around benches. Oh, doorbell, right. You can just go right next letter, if you can imagine what it is, I'll ask So, I'm going to do some bigger calling. Uh, Phil's letter is going to be about a delivery that needs to be picked up from his local delivery office. And if it's not that, then it's about his international crime ring, which we should talk about another time. If you're listening to this film, next time we will know what you've done. What was it? It's a, um, a stall. Wow. <laughs> I care not to elaborate. <laughs> it's a guinea pig stall, isn't it? No. Okay. Oh, we'll take this back. Okay, yeah. So you're struggling to uh, upgrade a mock phone and a mock phone. So I, I suggested that your letter was going to be. Um... Right, <coughs> do, you, do you just want to open it if I'm right? Oh, I'm just not actually here, but I don't know what it is for me. It's, um, it's, my, it's my Gourmet Society membership card. Oh, that's not what I said. Um, what did you say? Um, is it is it my um, I said call summons for that? Oh, I said you had a delivery to pick up from the local office. Oh, yeah, no, that or it was about your international crime ring. Oh, well, at least you didn't talk about the um, um cannibalism. No, we won as a match. All right, um, yeah, we'll so that's a view into Philip Virtual's life and times. Yeah. Um, I shanked a bird last week and it was banging. Um, <laughs> uh, did you see that Uyghur's display on the football last night? Um, um, the thing about Arsenal is they always try to do I really like big tits and, and your mum. Okay, thanks. <laughs>
Jeg bliver den omgang til nærmere. Ja. Og jeg er ikke lært på rigtig plads. Nej. Jeg tog mig til kraft til. Ja. Og omgang til. Fordi... Nej, du kan ikke tage det. Men du kan ikke se det til lunch. Det er jo meget fucking frans. Just to explain, um, we can't, as I said, there's been too much science not enough banter, so I'm not very good at banter, so... Well, I don't know. Cover all sorts of things, we just need to, like... Maybe we should talk about sensible subjects in the future, if you want more banter. Oh, is there anything silly or compost that we don't have? Well, horse poo's quite silly. Raining compost from the sky? No, it's a proper unknown subject, we shouldn't have gone with it. Um, what is the craziest thing you can do with compost? Theoretically or like theoretically? Theoretically. We're going there within the limits of the human okay, okay, this is more what you want from the podcast, isn't it? Theoretically, the most crazy thing I'll do with compost is buy a copy of the Anarchist Cookbook. And because I understand that fertilizer is an excellent source of dangerous chemicals. Yeah. Um, I believe that... Um, Again, we are advocating that you buy a copy of the Anarchist Cookbook as soon as possible for yeah. the listener. And, and that's me. I would learn as much as possible about how to derive dangerous compounds from the compost, and I would go back to the social and have my bath bomb. Yeah. Uh, craziest thing Maybe you could grow a fucking plant, mate. That'd be crazy for you, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be crazy for you? You keep on going to try those plants. Thank you. Yeah, that would be that would be that would be insane. Um I would I would like to create a fake Bovril brand (laughs) that is mostly compost of a little bit of salt. Okay. And then try and compete it against Bovril. See if people notice it's basically just compost. Sterilised compost, right. don't get me wrong, like with filtered and all the twigs removed, so it's, it's pure sludge, pure delicious yeah. sludge. But then just. Do you remember when you with the mystery cat? Yeah, it's still, it's still, we still have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's even day, I saw a great advert for the other day. Yeah, I've seen the was It was an old fashioned 1920 advert, oh, right. and it was making some sort of pun. A meaty meal, or something like that. Bovril, a meaty meal. <laughs> I was thinking like meat was hard to like. Yeah, sandwich. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, I saw about your beef for bovril. <laughs> but then it was as one of the subjects sandwiches because it's also a drink, right? Yeah. So it's like, not something we like suddenly experiencing meat and meat. But this is just the natural hum of people in the area of where it's, we are. This is the sound of Colorado. This is the sound of noodles. <laughs> Um, 
thinly of me, let alone people, let alone the animals. Yeah. And then we were such a wasteful society that we'd let animals. Yeah, we'd let them actually eat many. How would they feel about that model as well? Animals eating animals? They'd love it, I reckon. That's genius. If anything, we only let animals eat animals. I think some of the feed scandals that we've had. Yeah, true. Barely let them eat anything else. Lucky bastards. Right, so we got the guns. Yeah, so we got the Right, we Thanks for listening. And oh, well, we've got to catch up with um, Tom from Ipswich. Oh, yeah, and Tom, if you're out there, send us some letters. Yeah, love that. Because I'd like some <coughs> interesting letters to talk about art from certain unknown banks. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, please, <laughs> send us an email.